The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lock one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David is quick time! 15 0 2 2. Lap number one for Kyle Larson. Quick time! It's a 10 1 45. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Tuesday night edition of Quick Time the Podcast. The gang is all back together again via Zoom like normal, but Jason Orth, Brad Brown. Guys, uh, Chili Bowl has come and gone, and now we're getting ready to kick off race season, man. How's your uh, week been? How's the Chili Bowl week been for you? Been good. Uh, it was a good good broadcast, good races. Uh, one night went a little long, but other than that, uh, shit, I was in bed by 10, 30, 11 o'clock every night, and, and no Chili Bowl flu, so that's a, that's a good good week. Yeah, it was good to come out and uh, you know check it out. I, I only checked out the final night, so I was one of those cheap bastards. But um, you have yeah, my, it was it was you good. Have show. my flow login, Jason. You probably could have watched it. <laughs> Doesn't work. It detects two networks. Oh, so flow is pretty smart. Yeah, and, and yeah they the, uh, on that. Yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> sharing of the passwords, eh? They on that game. <laughs> I think they just recently figured that out because for the longest time, my daughter and I would always be uh, on flow. But just recently, I, I noticed that that's been an issue. The hosts of QuickTime do not advocate the piracy of restricted content. <laughs> <Not> um, <laughs> but uh, no, but I watched the Map TV broadcast on Facebook. It was, um, you know, perfectly streaming, plugged into TV, and uh, you know, ran a little long with the track prep and all that. But um, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the uh, delay with the track prep. I was at the uh, the Stars hockey game watching them get their shit handed to them by the Lancers, but. Uh, so by the time I got home and sat down to edit photos, I could turn it on and the A-Main's getting ready to roll off. So I didn't mind it. It worked out to my benefit. So uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, at the Chili Bowl for uh, catering to me this time. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> two hours of track prep. But, uh, um, but it, it, I mean, I was at home in my comfort of my own recliner and stuff. So, yeah, MAV-TV did a really good job of, of the broadcast. Uh, Flo did an outstanding job all week long. Uh, but props to both Flo and MAV-TV. And for MAV to offer this up, free of charge uh, that's a uh, wow uh, that was an amazing offer and it was they did a great job with the broadcast free of charge where can where can i watch this at i mean that was seemed to be the uh the common question on the uh, on the facebook pages yeah yeah they, night they, in and night out right <laughs> here that's amazing uh, they 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 clearly made it uh put it out there where they can there's three opportunities to watch it and that question was out there constantly yeah, it was a great, it, great for them to promo though. You know, to open up for the new streaming service. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from from everything that I gathered, uh, the uh, the Facebook live feed was was really good. I I watched it on TV, so I watched it on YouTube TV, and that that feed was awesome. I I know there was a lot of people that didn't like the Mav TV broadcast, but at the same time, you uh, the way I look at it is you have Mav TV. Yeah, they cater to motorsports fans, but they don't just cater to dirt track fans. So they're trying to get. I want to use it lightly, but they dumb it down for the average, like the NASCAR fan that comes over and watches the Chili Bowl. Where Flo, you're there, you know dirt track racing, so it's a little more geared towards that dirt track fan. I don't know what the issue was on Friday's broadcast, but every time the cars come out of four, a black blank screen popped up for just instantaneously, and they were aware of it, and they they kept announcing, hey, we're, we're aware of it, we're trying to fix it. But they couldn't get it fixed. But uh, I noticed on Saturday it was uh, it was good. So I don't know what that was all about. But uh, f- for the price of admission, it was it was an outstanding broadcast and uh, uh, on t- on track action was uh, pretty damn good as well. Yeah, I was only I was only disappointed a little bit because Steve kind of tuned out, you know, while they were doing track prep. So I ended up just watching it by myself. And then he he came in right after I I like screamed at the top when uh, Bell dumped it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like what what what? And like oh, dude, you missed it all, man. Well, Stephen um, was watching it with you, Jordan. She's like, oh, Chili Bowl again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, we watched this last night. <laughs> I'll go, and the night before, and we're going to watch it tomorrow, too. Yeah, I prepped my wife all week, or all last week. Hey, hon, I'm I'm watching the Chili Bowl every night, just so you know. And she read a book, and she she occupied herself, so it all worked out pretty good. 
Yeah, speaking of the chili bowl, we have tonight's on uh, if I could talk on tonight's show. We have the uh, the big chili bowl winner, not Kyle Larson, but Jamie Ball. He picked up the uh, the chili bowl pool victory that we placed three hundred twelfth, three hundred ninety second, somewhere in the three hundred yeah. somewhere. We did not do too well, but uh, Jamie Ball, you know, probably one of the highest paydays at the chili bowl, and he didn't even turn a lap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he he's in the money quite often in these pools, and I don't know how he does it. I can't wait to find out how he does it, but I suck at him, and we were like 387, so we suck at him. So um, it was kind of fun to pay attention and keep track and see how your drivers are doing, and you know you're in trouble when one of your picks, I think he was like category three, Flipped it during during buzz laps of his qualifier, and that just screwed us just on Tuesday. Throwing the towel right there, we're done. No, it just that was that was horrible. I think you picked him, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> In all likelihood, I did. But yeah, we I mean we kept track of uh, Josh Harris over at work. Uh, he he filled out a bracket, so we did beat him. So there was people worse than us. Thank God. <laughs> so it was fun. I did I did lose a bet to him though. I I picked. Uh, I picked Cody Ledger to finish higher than Don Drought Jr. on Saturday. And Ledger had a f- blown motor in his, uh, I want to say it was the A main on his prelim night. And, yeah. And that just kind of relegated him to the bag and couldn't do much from there. So, but Jr. finished a feature ahead of him. So it wasn't by much, but I did lose a six pack of Mountain Dew. <laughs> you sure don't see a lot of blown motors down there in the Chili Bowl. But, uh, it's definitely a track that's not hard on motors, but uh, you, you get a couple uh, every year. So, um, unfortunately, uh, Cody is going to have to go buy a new motor. Yep. Uh, so, before we kick off with Jamie, let's talk some news and notes as the 2021 season is fast approaching because we have a race this weekend down in Arizona. Yeah, all you sprint car fans, if you're uh, ready to go and watch get the key, uh, season started, the Wild West Shootout in uh, Arizona Speedway in uh, Suntan Valley Speedway, or Suntan Valley, Arizona, which is southeast of Phoenix, about I don't know 20, 30 miles. Uh, they're having a, a three-day weekend race this weekend. They're having the twenty-first as a practice night, move-in night, and then they're racing sprint cars and IMSA modifieds uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, paying seven thousand to win Friday and ten thousand Saturday and Sunday. So uh, um, yeah, that's you, and it's on Flow Racing. So if you have that subscription, you're you're good to go for this weekend. Uh, watching it on su- what's going to suck is uh, the time difference. They always, of course. Uh, with that being said, um, Friday the races start at six thirty, and Saturday the races start at five. So it's not it's going to be an early night uh, for them. So uh, you might not have to stay up until one or two in the morning to watch this this show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and who doesn't have flow? Because after the uh, the Chili Bowl broadcast, I'm pretty sure everybody in the country has it right now. So. Yeah, and they got some great drivers showing up. You got Reitzel, both Dom and Gio Selzy, Rico, Corey Elias, and Tim Cady, and Donnie Schatz, Tony Stewart. There's, they're gonna, they're now. And Lance Deweese is supposedly pulling all the way from Pennsylvania to go to that. So they've got uh, a lot of cars that they've announced already, and so it, it should be a pretty pretty good program. That's all you guys got. <laughs> yeah, I, I, of course. Yeah. No, I, was, I was just waiting for Jason to chime in. On no, it. I think you nailed it right there. I mean, basically, you're, you're getting a uh, you know Knoxville type of you know open sort of race out there, and uh, and you know like you know Fleers was talking about there. There's hardly any off season anymore. So no, there's not. I mean, we just just got done with Chili Bowl, and normally there's you know at least a few weeks between between uh, the outlaw season kicking off, but now we have this. Uh, Wild West shootout. So, I mean, we're, we're rolling right into it. Yeah. Without even looking, I think I saw a tweet today or yesterday that there's, we're like 18 days away from the all-star starting up in Florida, which is that's right around the corner. Those I guys mean, are ready. Yeah. Speaking of Florida right now on flow racing, I have the, uh, the modified portion of the East Bay winter national. So we're, I mean, we're racing. Basically, yeah. So they don't seem to stop in Florida. It seems like they race all year round down there. Kind of like the PA guys. Yeah. yeah late breaking news tonight. Uh, Tim Schaefer is going to be driving the Hefner 72, uh, at least through the Florida swing. So that's, that's great for Tim Schaefer. He's going to, he's going to put that car up front. Uh, I love Tim Schaefer, the steel city outlaw and that car, uh, that car struggled last year. Uh, they fired um, Ryan Taylor 
uh, halfway through the season and they, they sub drivers a little bit and uh, they ended up parking the car for a while and trying to figure out what they're going to do and which direction they're going to go. They, they've struggled ever since uh, Greg Hodnett lost his life in that car. And, and, but uh, they're going to start this year off with uh, Tim Schaefer in that car. So that uh, that's, I think that's going to be a, a potent combination because Tim can drive anything. Yeah. Tim's pretty damn good. So it'd be nice to see him get out, get out there, you know, kick off the year. You know, that 72 is good equipment. It's top quality, right? So it'll, it'll be fun to see what he can do in that car. And uh, more news, uh, Hoddenschild, Jack Hoddenschild is retiring. Uh, this, this is going to be his last year, his 48th year driving race cars. And he's going to be in the Rico Abreu 24. And right now they said the schedule is to be determined, but they're going to race 25 events. And uh, and Hod confirmed with Speed Sport tonight that he is, in fact, going to retire at the end of this season. So uh, um, a long storied career is coming to an end. And he's he's kind of struggled in his own equipment the last couple of years, but uh Rico should be able to put out some good equipment for them to finish strong this year. Yeah. So that's, that's why Rico got fired from his own ride. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. I mean, surely they're just, they're just throwing shit out there and having fun. You know, Rico's going to have his car out there or unless he's already got a ride with somebody else, but uh, Rico's not going to go away. Yeah. He's, he's driving. Speaking of throwing stuff out there and having fun. I think Paul Silva was having a, having fun uh, at Rico's expense a little bit saying life's not too bad after getting fired by you. Yeah. Yeah. And then the reactions after that were kind of funny too. They, they, they were, uh, go back through on the Twitter and look at that. There were some pretty funny comments after that, but uh, yeah, I think they were, I think it was all in fun. Um, that kind of tongue in cheek type thing, but, uh, yeah, just by the layman person that doesn't know what's going on, uh, it looks like Paul was jabbing Rico pretty hard. Shots fired. <laughs> if you guys don't know Rico, Rico, um, Silva was Rico's crew chief for several years about, I don't know, four or five years ago. And uh, Rico fired Paul about halfway, three quarter of the way through the season. Uh, rumor was Paul was being too hard on him and Rico didn't like it. So Rico fired him, but who knows what really happened. But uh, Paul's only had nothing but success ever since. So yeah, he uh, landed with uh, this Kyle Larson kid. So yeah. I, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. You might've heard of him. You know, did you see that Paul posted that, uh, um, when was the last time a outdoor car yeah. with no carbon fiber on it? And it was basically a, a USAC legal model, a midget that went to chili bowl and beat up on everybody. It wasn't one of those extra lightweight chili bowl only midgets. That uh, a certain uh, fan of Brad Brown or Brad Brown likes the only chili bowl cars out there. So, the uh, Swindell Speed Lab cars. Shit, they're all they're all that, super light cars that, that sit in a in, in the shop all year long. Well, now it's got a bent roll cage because of his flip. He uh, he he got some. Of course, uh, he got some help and got spun around, and, and then he flipped and did a pirouette, and then he got drilled by about five or six cars. And uh, he showed a picture of his roll cage afterwards, and it got it got a big dent in the right upper, I don't know, halo uh, part of the the roll cage. So. Looks like he gets to buy himself a new midget for next year. Yeah. Speaking speaking of the chili bowl, what, what was your thought about the uh, the one dude flipping off your boy there? You know, he was just excited to pass Sammy Swindell. I thought it was great. <laughs> I laughed and I thought it was funny, but I thought, what the hell is the purpose of this? Uh, you're a wannabe. You're never have been, and you Sammy wasn't doing anything to cause him to get all pissy and wave at him. Yes, but I don't understand the the bird, but. But it was kind of funny, and that's going to go down in history. So kind of it like, is what it is. Kind of like our, our, our pisser, you know, yeah. that, our quote that yeah. we use in Sammy. Yeah. So. I, what I, not, I saw it, the bird heard around the world, yeah. or bird seen yeah. around the world or something like that. I'm not mad about it. I, it, it it's just I, I think it was just a thing that happened. And it, what amazed me is that sucker was driving with one hand coming <laughs> out of the corner, and he had control of the car and everything. But speaking the, yeah. of driving with one hand, what about the uh, one guy that uh, I, I can't remember his name, but Ross we tweeted out the photo where his uh, throttle link is broken. He had to run the throttle with one hand. Oh yeah, who was that? That and, that and, took some t- skill and talent right there. I can't remember who that was. Yeah. Yeah. He was controlling it with the right hand and driving with the left hand and he finished up towards the front. Yeah. It wasn't like he faded to the back. So. That's, that's, that's talent right Ooh. there. That's why race car drivers are badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else in Chili Bull? Uh, Jason McDougal so, was kind of the show right there. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I, I'm sorry. I was at a track meet, so I didn't get to see all that. What, what your guys' version of the, um, 
No, he got taken out right by yeah, uh, Bernal. Bernal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Jason, I, I pass him clean, and it's the last lap for a transfer spot in the Chili Bowl. You're gonna tag somebody. It's racing. Yeah. And it happens all the time, yeah. not just that one time. It happens. But what 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 when, got me was all the comments afterwards was like, you know, if if McDougal wasn't good quality equipment, blah blah blah, Bob East and Clack, the Clack car, that's good shit. I mean, Clack, if you don't know that's about legendary. the Clack, yeah, if you don't know Clat and Bob East, you don't know midget racing. Just because it doesn't have a fancy paint job or sticker job or decal job on it, doesn't mean it's not quality equipment. Yeah, Clat has top notch stuff. So it, it just, I felt, noticed it was a Chevy motor. Dude. I, I'm not familiar. I know Toyota is the, obviously one of the best and uh, Stanton puts that into Nestlinger SR one out there, whatever it is and Esslinger. But I don't know how many people run uh, Chevy motors, but uh, boy, that thing was singing on Saturday night. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, the whole midget motors. I don't, I get that. I just, I know there was Tad Hallman ran a Pontiac for the longest fucking time. No iron Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm a fan of Ryan Bernal. He's that guy. He 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 wins tons of races in California. And I don't know him. I haven't said one word to him. I couldn't pick him out of a crowd of one. But for all of the crap that he got afterwards, that that's just the keyboard commandos. Yeah. Um, just you don't have no idea what happened. Clearly, he owned up to it. He went straight to a McDougal's trailer afterwards. That took some balls. He didn't even he yeah. didn't even take an army of of uh, crew members with him. He, I mean, he went by himself. So that tells you what to. kind of a guy he is. He just apologized for it. He owned up to it, and and so forth. So for the key, keyboard commandos to be going off on Ryan Bernal, I think that was uncalled for. I mean, uh, let the drivers take care of it on their own and and they, they solved it. So um, whatever, but man, you guys just need to back off a little bit on some of these people now back off on me because I said that on Twitter and Facebook. Well, I know Brad Doty was on Twitter a little bit uh, kind of, you know, talking about that. If you, you know, if you aren't in the helmet, you don't know. No. Yeah. And uh, there are people saying, you know, well, you know, how's an official? No. And how's that? And, and yeah, what the, I, res- I respond back and said, look, I would tell you that having worked on these things and been around these guys and been in that, you know, on the officials and hearing that, I'd say 99% of those are, I didn't know, I didn't think, or man, I fucked up. It was, it's very rare that it's, I drilled them, you know? Yeah, I did. You'll know. There are those times. Don't get me wrong. They happen, but there's too much unpredictability to go, you know, taking people out. You don't know what's going to happen to you, uh, the guys behind you, the guys behind all them. Those, I think those things are very, are much more infrequent than people think. And, and it may have been very well on purpose, but um, like like Brandon just said, it, at the Chili Bowl, it's expected and it happens all the time. Kind yeah, of like some drivers flip count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some drivers get a little bit out of shape, but they would do the exact same thing if they were the roles were reversed. And so uh, I'm, I'm not justifying it by just because it's a Chili Bowl, but that's it's it's what happens at the Chili Bowl. I can tell you guys right now, if, if I'm in, a, in in that position where you guys are in front of me, I'll, I'll take your ass out. So, <laughs> and likewise, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you won't have a chance because I'll be so far in front of you that it won't matter. <laughs> We're talking about like the F main, right? <laughs> <laughs> that high, or, or even further back. <laughs> hey, what 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 feature was Gravy in? You I guys remember? Know. I don't. It know. was way in the back. He was one of the first features to go out, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's fun. It's a great, great program. People are talking about format changes and stuff. And you know what? Just like Knoxville Nationals, it doesn't matter what the format is. The cream always rises it to does. the top. Mm-hmm. The, the best drivers are going to be in the A feature. It doesn't matter what the format is. So you guys can cry about formats and everything else. The same drivers are going to be there. It, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I, no, I think – People that cry so much about format are usually people that can't make it up on their own. I mean, I haven't been in that area for a long time. You'll always see they, they want something to make it better for themselves. Yeah. Don't ever, I, I never believe that it's for the betterment of the show. Yeah. You know, we, we should draw or we should do this or we should invert that way. Nah. I just, you need a want your advantage. Yeah, I just yeah. need a better chance. Yeah. That's fair to everybody. Yeah. It's fair to you. 
Well, look look at Donnie Shots. They've changed the rules so many times at Knoxville, and people believe it's to keep Donnie out of the winner circle. But what happens? Donnie keeps going into the winner circle. So it, it doesn't matter the format. It's the 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 best are going to be there. It doesn't matter. But getting back to McDougal, that alphabet soup performance. Uh, that's 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 what people pay to see at the Chili Bowls at Alphabet Soup and and he was on a rocket ship for sure. Uh, what else do we have before we get with Jamie Ball? Um, what do what do you guys think? Larson and Bell did was Bell going to win that thing before he flipped, or was it going to be too hard for him to pass Larson because it really was just a one lane track? I think it would have been hard. I think Without that was his traffic. run. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if his chance was coming, it was coming there. Cause it looked like he was getting a really good run on Larson yeah. and then that. It just bit him. But that that's my thing. I think that's where it would have happened. If it didn't happen there, it wouldn't have happened anywhere. What'd you think about Kyle's restart on that, that restart final? was unbelievable. How clever <laughs> was that to go up into the into the sticky and then make that straightaway just start at turn four? Yeah. And took it all the way through and down to the bottom. I mean, he made that straightaway so damn long. Race that, was over right that's a there. Move yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean that. Th- to me, I think that's kind of a wing move. You know, I see that. You see that kind of when those wing guys go, they just start diving out of that yeah. corner. And and Justin Grant just thought, oh yeah, we're all gonna just fall around, go green, and just gone. It was yeah. over. I yeah, mean, he, it, it helps when uh, Kyle hits the nitrous button too. So <laughs> it, it's almost like he's done this before. So. Yeah, that. But still, um, we said in our in our picking pick'em show that I thought it was going to be Bell because um, Larson won it last year, and I didn't think he was going to be nearly as hungry. But uh, he still drove a great race. And boy, there was some times though he jumped the cushion and he got all crossed up, and he still mm-hmm. saved it, and he never relinquished the lead. He he he. I think he led every lap, didn't he? Or almost every lap. Yeah, he led every yeah, lap. yeah. Fifty-five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. Yeah. yeah, is he now what third? On total laps led now at the Chili Bowl or something like that. It, it shot way up. So, yeah, Wikipedia put that out there. And, you know, thanks to, you know, 55 lap performance. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like third on total laps led at the Chili Bowl. At the Chili Bowl. Yeah. I, know their, I know their attendance was restricted, but it sure didn't look like it on Saturday night, man. That place was. It didn't uh, look like it 25%. Was more, it was way more than 25%. Um, but uh, whatever. You, you got it in, you got it done. I wonder if it was people from the pits. Though. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a lot of that was people from the pits finding, you know, on a, on a normal seat. Saturday night. If you you if you have a pit pass, you're not finding a seat, so you'll have you know a thousand you know and plus people in the pits just watching. Now they actually got to go up and find a seat and enjoy the show. By the A feature time, the Hans probably like screw it. What are they going to do? Close this down now? They're not going to stop the <laughs> A feature, so they just let it happen. So, But all reports, again, just like the shootout, everybody wore their masks the way they're supposed to. Very few issues with masks. They, the, the flow showed uh, one a fan getting booted out of there. and and uh, But if he's dumb enough to not wear his mask after being told to wear, put his mask on, you got what you deserved on that one. Yep. Yeah, I know Emmett Hahn made a, made a point, too, of you know saying – you know, props to the fans that did that and and everything ran well. So it was good. Good to see because I can tell you what, you know, what, two months ago, three months ago, we thought we thought it wasn't gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to see a chili bowl get run. All right. So with that, we're gonna take a quick break here and we're gonna be joined on the high line with Jamie Ball talking this chili bowl pool victory. And I think we're gonna probably slip in some uh, sprint car racing in Knoxville in there with them. So everybody hang tight and we'll be right back.
All right, guys, welcome back uh, to the show. We are now joined by the uh, the Chili Bowl Pool Victory uh, winning driver, maybe, if you want to call him that. Uh, Jamie Ball is on the phone with us. He he picked up a cool, almost roughly $4,500 and didn't even turn a damn lap at the Chili Bowl. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Uh, and it's pretty funny. We, uh, we joked that I think I was one of the top uh, performing producers <laughs> at the Chili Bowl money-wise. Yeah, And definitely. didn't have to spend a whole lot of money to do so. <laughs> Not bad. Not a bad return on your forty dollars investment there. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a big numbers guy, so I joked that it was uh, over eleven thousand percent return on on the investment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to support you on that one because we donated our forty dollars. We were out before before the first night was even over. It wasn't even it wasn't even close for us. See feature on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I was pretty consistent. I think I had five drivers in out of the seven each night, um, every night. So it. Uh, was pretty good and a little fun fact i i did it in about 15 minutes on sunday night before loading up the truck to leave monday morning so just uh use my chili bowl knowledge i guess and a little bit of luck and here we are so now now how how, how do you uh keep track of all those guys because we were going through our list and we made it we made our picks last week or two weeks ago on the show and uh there's a lot of guys we didn't know and obviously you had to have a little bit of knowledge about those guys to you know even have a chance so do you have like a spreadsheet or is it just you know memory I normally print off the uh, PDF that Lonnie sends out there and kind of go through them a little bit. Normally groups one through five, no big deal. You know, I know who they are and kind of how they've been doing and everything and who they're driving for. And then group six and seven, I typically pull up the Chili Bowl entry list and uh, Facebook side by side and kind of go through some of the guys that I don't know and try to pick somebody that's racing for a good team that I know. And even if they don't have experience, maybe the car will make up for it. Or uh, I try not to pick a whole lot of rookies and, uh, you know, avoid them so that I can get a guy that, that's been through it a time or two. Been through it a time or two. You said I, you're a numbers I, guy. Do you do you ever do you, – you got your own, uh, you know, Jamie analytics going on there? Uh, no, not too bad. I've pretty much been going to the Chili Bowl for the whole week for the last 10 or 12 years. So uh, a lot of times I guess I just know some of the people or know the, the numbers or cars and – I pay attention pretty good at the Tulsa shootout, you know, so I go with guys like, like I picked Tyler Courtney uh, there in group one on Monday just because he'd had such a good run at, at the shootout that I figured he'd be on a high a little bit. So just kind of uh, racing's my life, man. Uh, it's my passion. It's pretty much all I do and all I know. So I, I pay pretty good attention, whether it be social media or on flow racing. Uh, I'm pretty pretty in tune with it all. That's probably not a bad philosophy to just fill it out in 15 minutes because then you're not overthinking it and then you're not not dropping, uh, um, I don't know, uh, a, a good driver for somebody that's not as good because you're trying to overanalyze everything. But uh, um, here we went with the, the color of the car or the number of the car and we, we sucked it up <laughs> bad. <so. clears throat> we, I find it we, important uh, that knowing, knowing what teams people are on and what uh, – seen engine combinations they're running pretty much if you don't have an sr11 or toyota you're you're not running up front now now was this your first time in the money with the with the pool or i've i've seen your name on top on the you know on the higher end of the list not 392nd like we were but (laughs) you know was it the first time in the money or no i think it's my third time in probably the last 10 years in the money but i've never you know i've made my entry feedback once and i think last year i might have got like 200 bucks or something so nothing up this far you know and i didn't didn't have any of any of those expectations but uh it uh just a little bit lucky i guess i'll, I'll take luck any day of the week <laughs> <laughs> well especially in this thing but uh, this, this thing's always fun it adds a little bit of excitement to the to the races and you can keep track of your drivers and kind of compare notes and see how your driver did versus the other people in that group but uh uh, you can, I can tell you from our group that uh, most of our drivers finished in the back half as opposed to the f- top half, and that's why we're 387. <laughs> I kind of I yeah, used I to do had, okay. Lonnie. I'm sorry, go ahead. I think I had about 10 guys in the A main, so 10 out of 24 was pretty exciting because I was, you know, cheering for this guy over that guy, just knowing that it would uh, give me more points the further forward they'd go. And I think like the first four guys that fell out of the race, I was happy for. Not not for them, but happy for me that uh, they weren't any of my guys. So it was you know, guaranteeing me more points. And then when they got stuffed up together there, when Grant threw that slider on Larson, uh, 
I think it took out Tyler Courtney, and right before that was Timez, and both of those were guys that I had. So I was like, oh no, but uh, definitely add something to it. You know, it's forty dollars of fun, really, no matter whether you, you make any money or not. Well, to tell you where we sat on Group Two on Tuesday night, we had Dylan Welch, and if you don't remember. Dylan Welch flipped on the buzz laps of the Q, of the qualifier, so we were done before we even got started on Tuesday night. Yeah, group group two on Tuesday. Uh, none of none of them ended up having very good luck. That was kind of the cursed group. I think uh, I took the Sino and he did the best, but he had a rough time. And I think Golovic got upside down, Eliason got upside yeah. down, Welch yeah. got upside down, and Carrick got wrapped up in yellow. So it was bad. Well, bad group. We also had Mike Hess, and I think he hit everything out there but the pace car. So uh, that was another bad group for us. I don't think Mike can yell. Yeah, at Mike, another, uh... Mike's a heck of a. Go ahead. Yeah, Mike's a heck of a guy. I saw him on I think it was Saturday at the ice cream stand, and I'm like, "Are you sure you've earned that?" And he's like, "After that heat race I had on my qualifying night or qualifier or whatever it was, he's like, I think I, I can have whatever I want." And I'm like, "Yeah, you, <laughs> you look good. You just had some terrible luck." Yeah. He did. He just had some bad luck, but uh, all in all, it was it was a good time and forty dollars well spent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You you can't spend that forty dollars at a, on a normal night at a racetrack and have that have that kind of fun, I guess. So, speaking of the normal nights at yeah. the racetrack, what are what is going on with the uh, the White Lightning Motorsports team in twenty twenty one? for this year in twenty twenty one, I just plan to run Knoxville three uh, sixties weekly. Um, probably not too much more. I got a bunch of other stuff going on and life's getting pretty busy. So we're going to dial it down a little bit there and, uh, kind of restructure some stuff and go after our first championship. We had a, a really good run at it this year and COVID cut it short and we ended up 22 points out and, uh, kind of the year of what could have been, but we, we had a good battle and gave it our all. And I think we're, we had some good stuff to build off of, even though we only had, I think it was nine races at Knoxville this year. Uh, we, we've got some, some good stuff going and we've got things figured out that I think we can pick back up right where we left and uh, hopefully get a full season in, you know, I'm grateful for everybody at Knoxville and what they did to get us the, the short season that we did have, but it was definitely a bummer to not get to put any of the last final races together after nationals. Well, that's one thing that really impresses, impresses me about you, Jamie, is that you have a hundred irons in the fire and yet you still have time to go race. Uh, I don't know how you do it. I know you're a young buck, and so you have a lot more energy than this old man. But, uh, man, you have so many irons in the fire, but yet you still have the energy to show up on Saturday night. And I'm sure that's probably one of the things you love most about life is the, the showing up on Saturday night in Knoxville. But, man, I don't know how you organize everything and keep it all going and have to feed your goat and take your goat around uh, in, your, in your truck. And I don't know how you do all that, but uh, – I, you balance it well and you, you, you got it going, you got to figure it out right now. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot, but I feel I'm pretty good multitasker and, you know, I, I do real sell real estate for a living with Iowa Realty here in Knoxville and can sell anywhere in the state. Um, a couple friends and I just started up a business called Elevate All where we're doing marketing and print advertising and, uh, custom printing. And then my ranch here with my fiance, JC, we've got, goats horses chickens dogs and a cat and i think she wants to get a mini donkey coming up so it's a uh, <laughs> fun never stops here and and then with racing and all that you know it's it's a lot of work but i'd say it's worth it and it's uh i've never been lazy so it's i, I get really bored i can barely watch, sit still and watch a movie without cleaning something or sending an email or whatnot so uh pretty much everything i do is to to get to knoxville raceway on saturday and race with my dad and my friends and my family and my fiance's family and just uh, have a good time. I grew up in Knoxville and there's literally no place I'd rather be than Knoxville. Yeah. With all those farm animals, I expect a, a Jamie ball farm animal t-shirt here with the sprint car on it this year. <laughs> Doing, yeah, I think we'll do something like that. And then I had a bunch of people, uh, Rob Hart used to work for me. He joked that I could have my own petting zoo if I wanted. <laughs> so I think we're maybe just a couple animals short of being able to pull that off. So that might be something great for the kids in Knoxville during the Knoxville Nationals. Have a little uh, um, petting zoo out there for the kids. Yeah, something like that'd be pretty cool. I know uh, Casey's always she's in with Kendra there and brings her horse and does the rides it during the national anthem with the American flag, and she's looking forward to doing that again. And we've went around town even with uh, one of her other horses that's uh, a tan color, kind of like a reindeer, and helped deliver some Christmas gifts to a nursing home and put antlers on it and even uh even brought the horse into the nursing home for a short display and 
just uh jc's definitely taught me that uh there's anything anything you want to do with animals it's possible so that's awesome that's awesome you're you're a better man than me i'm scared of them damn horses uh horse <laughs> a horse killed superman uh and I, 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 last time I was on a horse, I couldn't find the gears. I couldn't get it in drive or reverse. <laughs> so, uh, he, he could sense that I was so dang scared of him. He, he did not even want to move. And so once I got off and my wife got on it, she, she took off running with it. And he knew that I didn't want to be on that horse. And so he, he sat right there until I got off. So, um, that's what, uh, yeah. JC, JC gives me crap all the time that, uh, she's got seven horses and there's only one that I'm comfortable on. And, it's uh he's an older older man and he likes to go about two miles an hour and not be kicked into gear and um, it's kind of weird but that's that's my speed on a horse i told her i'm more nervous on a horse than if i was starting on the pole with kyle larson or downing shots behind me at nationals <laughs> in a 410 and uh, all i want to do is go slow there but fast in a race car so it's kind of funny how that works out yeah. i think i can relate because i that horse knew that i was scared and he didn't want to move so yep i i completely understand that <laughs> So you, so you mentioned the 360 over there at Knoxville. Or do you have any plans to venture off a little bit and do and do any traveling? I know you've ran a couple IRA shows here and there, uh, kind of like at Burlington and whatnot, and you've always made the track down to I-80 Speedway with the Nebraska 360 sprint cars here and there. Unfortunately, we're not going to have the Nebraska 360s, but is there any travel for you at all? Um, not with my own team anyway. We're, like I said, in a bit of a, a restructuring year here with some things that have changed in uh I'm open for, you know, taking rides or whatever at something with Sprint Invaders or Nebraska, or Missouri, Jackson, Houston, something like that. You know, so if anybody's looking, I'd definitely be interested in talking with them. But uh, as as for my own team this year, we'll just be at Knoxville at least until the season's over. You know, if the if the year goes well and we've got equipment and some money in the bank at the end of the year, I could see where we'd go pick up some races at Burlington or Lucas Oil or I-80 or something like that. But uh for for my own team, we'll we'll be at Knoxville on Saturdays only. Do we have a new paint scheme for next year, or is it going to be still a white five J? Uh, it's still going to be a white car, but we do have some changes coming up that we uh, got to get ironed out first. So uh, stay tuned for that. He's got all those farm yeah. animals put on there. <laughs> <laughs> How about that cow car that used to show up here with uh, Doug Lovegrove? Have something like that, but uh... <laughs> I, I think Jamie's a little too young to remember Doug Lovegrove in the cow car. Oh no, I remember it back in uh my dad used to go back to Eagle Raceway there in the early I think it'd be early two thousands or whatever and remember them and all the, the Dean Chad carpet land cars and uh, Mike Lowry and all them. It was uh Eagle was a good time. I re- really wish they'd get back to running three sixties there. I've only only been able to run it once myself and uh I think I led thirteen laps until I got upside down trying to get around a lap car and blew out a right rear shock and it was uh, it was a handful after that. You probably hit that hole in turn one, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it always catches the out-of-towners. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Jamie, I want to thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you at Knoxville this year. I think I'm going to venture back out there once all this craziness in the world kind of clears up a little bit. So, uh, you know, good luck at Knoxville this year, and hopefully we'll see you. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys, and uh, everybody have a good week. You too. Thanks a lot, Jamie. You too, Jamie. Thanks. All right, Jamie Ball on the phone with us, uh, joining us on the Tonight Show. That was awesome. I mean, it's crazy to think that he picked that bracket in 15 minutes and we spent an hour on ours and we <laughs> sucked ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of luck involved. There's no question about it. But uh, just like uh, um, that one I picked that we said that he flipped in the buzz laps. I mean, it just doesn't happen, but it did to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's just racer knowledge, man. You know, yeah. knowing the guys around you and knowing well, who they drive for. And... Look who finished in the top 10 of that pool. If you have taken a look, a lot of them are drivers or owners or somebody that has an invested interest in racing. So they know a lot of those drivers and a lot of those teams and so forth. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it takes some, uh, definitely some knowledge, but some, some luck as well. Yeah, definitely so. And we were not that lucky or have or, the knowledge. Or knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> we're just some dumbass podcast host, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, with that, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back and wrap up the show.
Right, guys welcome back to the show uh brad what you think of the uh music selection this week off oh, i didn't hear it uh, no <laughs> what did, what just did... kidding you just kidding it was it was not bad it wasn't bad. lower key yeah it was it was all right it was not too bad at all little fun fact that was the the uh brothers moore and that is the brother of bobby moore the guy who paints all those awesome photo or images at the uh the chili bowl cool hmm <laughs> I, I learned that in the uh, the uh, the documentary thing I watched on YouTube last Very night. Very cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought it was a little more mellow key and not as uh, not as uh, hardcore as what we had in the past. And you know, you've had some hardcore stuff. That's kind, sure. kind of bringing down a brass taste a little bit more. <laughs> so uh, before we wrap up the show tonight, uh, big news coming out of Jefferson County Speedway. They're going to have a uh, a wingless. Uh, race out there on April 17th, the WSO MWRA Challenge Race featuring the Midwest Wingless Racing Association and the USAC Wingless Sprints of Oklahoma. So it's going to be kind of cool to see, you know, wingless sprint cars on that little last track. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I think that I think that track's becoming a hidden gem. Plus, they resurfaced it this year. So I'm excited to see what uh, see what happens. So I know I'm going to go to it. Um, Jason, are you going to make the track out there for it? Uh, with a camera or with my son, I don't know yet, but yes, we're going. Brad, you said when was that? April 17th. Um, Early. I might have a track meet that day. Our, our outdoor track schedule has not been set yet, so more than likely I'll be at a track meet, so probably not. Well, it sucks to be you because we'll be racing and you'll be rubbing down college kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get Brad fired. So that's that's also going to be the Roy Cooley Memorial Race, which is pretty cool because uh, some of you guys don't know. I'm guessing a lot of you guys don't know. Roy Cooley uh, is the father of Jeff Cooley, who was actually the very first guest on this show back when I had this stupid ass idea to try to do a podcast. Um, <laughs> Roy lost his life due to cancer, uh, maybe six years ago, something like that, and. Yeah, right. uh, and Roy, the first time I ever went down to Jefferson County Speedway, I, I think I told this story with Jeff uh, on the show, but uh, I was walking in the stands just kind of checking out the place, and this crotchy old bastard goes, hey, what are you doing? And that's how I met Roy Cooley, and it was pretty cool because, you know, I became pretty good friends with him and, and his, uh, his son Jeff. So it's cool that the the uh, Roy Cooley Memorial is actually now a big-time race, which I th- always thought it would should have been in the years past. I'm not saying the Jay Huskers aren't big-time or anything like that, but – it was just a, a micro race, but now that they have the uh, wingless USAC cars and whatnot, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, if I'm around, I I think that that hour and a half trip down there would, wouldn't be a bad idea to way to spend a Saturday night. Uh, anytime you can watch a non-wing race is, is worth the trip. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited for it and I'm excited for the midget racing. I'm excited for the fact that a lot of these tracks now are starting to pick up their schedule and we're starting to see uh, other races. I mean, stock car race, whatever, but like uh, Thayer County is going to have races this year. So, you know, kind of after a year where we were kind of worried, actually seeing more going on. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I was really excited to see uh, on Belleville schedule until I took a closer look at it. They have the Rocky Mountain Midget Association coming to Belleville. Um, I was excited to see it, but it's on the small track. It's not on the, the big high banks, so. That's kind of a little disappointment for me because it would have been cool to see me just back on the high banks. It would. I just don't think he can do it anymore. Now. I, I don't yeah. think. It, yeah. it, we, we talked about Chili Bowl not blowing motors. Belleville blows motors. And yeah, it sure does. It's, it's a pricey mm. joint when you blow one of those there. For sure, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I miss I miss going to Belleville, but uh, you know, and I, I hope I really hope we can get back to somewhat normal for next year. And April might still be a little early, but uh, um, get this vaccine in us and and get back into nor- a relatively normal life and racing and meeting my friends at the racetrack. Yeah, definitely. So uh, before we let everybody go, Brad, is there any other news that you have for us? I know we mentioned Tim Schaefer. We, oh, we did not mention Casey Kane is going to be driving the uh, nine car down in Volusia with the Outlaws and All-Stars. Yeah, uh, he revealed the paint scheme on that car. That's pretty uh, pretty nice looking car. It's blue with some uh, white and gray in it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Caravan trailers. Uh, yeah, but he's going to be driving in Volusia. I would assume... Um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Johnny, uh, who drove it last year? James McFadden. James McFadden. Yeah, James McFadden. I'm sure he's coming back up uh, to, to the United States to run it, but uh, Casey's going to get her started in uh, in Volusia. Gravel, David Gravel revealed his car um, today. Uh, Houston Speedway sponsored all over it. Um, black with uh, neon orange. Uh, I think it looks pretty sharp. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Gravel's gonna get going, and they took a tour of the shop. He's got three complete cars, and gonna have to get two more ready. So uh, that car is uh, always a nice looking car, and uh, now Gravel's gonna hit the ground running. Uh, also, paint, that, paint, schemes, uh, paint schemes that were revealed was uh, Brock Foss revealed his scheme, which is another you know dark gray black car with neon orange. Which yeah, but similar it looks, to it looks pretty Gravel. sweet. Yeah, they both look really good. Uh, I think black cars are the prettiest cars out there, but they're the hardest cars to see, and and some tracks don't have good lighting. So if I ever own a race car, it'll never be black. But uh, um, I'm kind of like Brian Brown. I love white cars. So I'll have mine will be white with a little bit of red in it. I think here in the next in the next couple of days, we're going to see a lot of paint schemes being uh, yeah being thrown out. So uh, where can we keep a tab on that? You can give yourself a shameless plug here. I've disbanded that that website. I'm I don't have time for it anymore. So wow, I breaking news! Yeah. Wow, yeah, I I with COVID, I am so busy at work. I don't have time to sit down at that computer and update it for for thirty or forty people to look at it. So your your I've comeback decided, tour fell a little short, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it fell way short. Uh, uh, you know when they say you you know when you should retire? I didn't know. I I tried to come back. Now I've just decided that it's not worth the, the effort anymore. So I'm not going to hit that website anymore. And I'm just going to be a fan and hell, I don't even hit Twitter very much anymore just because I'm tired of Twitter and Facebook. So, uh, you know, it could be breaking news and I won't even know about it. He's going to be just a, a podcast host who doesn't pay attention to racing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you already okay. got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll pay attention. I, I just the the website is has had better days, and it's it's. I don't know the websites are even valid anymore. So uh, I uh, I have decided once and for all I'm not going to do ibracing.com. All right. So if you want to hear any uh, the IB racing rumors or anything like that, you need to make sure you check in on the Quick Time Podcast. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Follow me on Twitter. That's about the only thing. It's kind of funny. I, I, um, there was so much negativity one night on Twitter. So I said, of my 7,153 followers, just be nice. It's not hard. And two days later, I was down to under 7,100. So I lost a lot of, I lost 50 some fans and apparently they couldn't be nice Fuck anymore. Em. Yeah. Fuck them all. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> I just asked you to be nice and then you just unfollow me. That's cool. I mean, it's, it, I, I will admit it's hard for me to be nice, but, uh, I won't unfollow you. <laughs> It was just a love, rough day that day and so much negativity. Anyway, racing this weekend, hot laps on the 21st, racing on the 22nd, 3rd, and 4th, Arizona Speedway, Wild West Shootout, 10,000 to win. Yeah, definitely. It should be fun to watch and catch all that action on Flow Racing. Flow Racing. So uh, with that being said, uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight's show, and we will catch everybody on the flip side. 